Well, we're back. We're back. And <laughs> two seconds before I hit record, the last thing you said was, oh, God. <laughs> because you, you didn't you didn't say that. I was holding my head in my hand as well. Because we, we so we took a break. We took a week off. Um, this is new to the crew, season one, episode 15 or 16. I don't even Good know. Good guess. I have no idea. We We took a break last week. When we started this, we said, no matter how it's going, and it's going well, it's not like it's a bad thing, but we're going to put out an episode every single week for this season, and then we'll maybe think, do we need to carry on? We won't be new to the crew anymore, as in it will be... Maybe we'll pass the torch. Maybe. Maybe if someone else um, wants to take over next season from us, get in touch at new to the crew at, I don't even know what it is, it's so rusty, new to the crew 96 at, at gmail. Um, but we had to take a break last week because we went to New York. The intention was to record on the way home. We drove from New York back to Columbus on Monday, all in one day. So we're going to record on Monday, but my voice was gone. It was. And it wasn't, I mean, it was a heavy weekend. Uh, we went to the darts on the Saturday. That was an all-day drinking mm-hmm. thing. But I did have a really heavy cold. You did. And I just could not speak. So that, I mean, I was looking for an out, let's be honest. We And we also didn't fully decide... We talked about it all day Monday. Should we record? Oh, maybe in an hour. Yeah. Should we record? It was kind of like a dozy drive. And then I think we both agreed. If we're not sure, let's just skip this week. So we took a break to see if anyone misses us. We'll see what see what we get after this. Do you miss us? Let us know. News for crew 96 gmail.com. Um, but we missed tons. So much has happened. I know. It's a little overwhelming. I want to quickly, though, I, I want to go back over that stuff. But I think we should focus on what's just happened. Weekend just gone because it's been quite a crazy weekend. I think we have to, yeah. Chicago away. Now, anyone that's been listening since the beginning will know we were technically Chicago Fire fans. Never felt attached, but we went to quite a few games at Soldier Field. That was our first MLS team. That was our first MLS team. We probably saw 10 to 15 home games across four or five seasons. Did you feel any connection when you... No, me neither. I was going to talk to you about that, actually. <laughs> I didn't feel anything. I really didn't. And also, I didn't even have a second hesitation. I was like, we mostly watched the second half, which we'll get into. But I immediately was just like, Columbus. Come on, Columbus. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I uh-huh. didn't even have a second where I thought about Chicago. Here's what I'd say about you saying we mostly watched the second half. So we were at Indian Lake. Yes. About an hour away. I want to come back to that as well. Um, You took a photo of your dog sitting in front of the game in the first minute to say we're watching the game because we did put the game on we put the game on we were there then we went and sat outside yeah the weather was nice there's a deck back to the tv but i had updates on my phone so if anything happened i would be aware i could see the game through one of the windows but it was only a small like what would you call that section of the screen i would say your analysis of the first half to me was this there's cucho he looks annoyed um, there's Cucho again. He's smiling this time. I felt like every time I looked up, it was just Cucho that on the screen. Yeah, that's probably a good sign. But anyway, we, we did come inside for the second half, and thank God we did because wow, we witnessed probably the best goal. It'll be interesting to see what our guest said at his favorite goal of all time. Mm. We'll get to that question tonight because we witnessed, I think, one of the best goals I've seen um, live, although mm-hmm. we weren't there. Um, what were your thoughts on it? It was amazing. Um, also, my favorite part was you jumped up off the couch, did a little dance, did a little dance, recorded it on like a video on your phone. Not my dance. No, I would. Oh, I should have recorded your dance. I recorded the goal. 
And then I really wanted my parents to see it. Did my mom come see it that night or is it the next no, morning? My dad came out and he was solely focused on the fact that he thought the goalkeeping positioning was really bad. Yes. And I'm like, bear in mind, I've had a lot of alcohol as well. So yeah. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And I was trying to give him the context. He had no context. First of all, he's not a soccer fan primarily. No. Second of all, he doesn't know Chicago, Columbus are our two teams. Third of all, he couldn't quite get his head around. It was one of the last kicks of the game. Yeah. He was missing a lot of key aspects. He missed it. And he was just, once he focuses on one thing, he focused on the fact that the goalkeeper's out of position. He wasn't, though. You were trying to educate him that that's exactly, he was not out of position. Well, firstly, goalkeepers, yes, will always stand up on the edge of the box because 99 times out of 100, the ball's going to be played as a through ball and you can get there before the goalkeeper. Uh, unless you're Hugo Lloris. Mm, yeah. You'll somehow mess it up. Um, but the, the second replay on the shot, the swerve on the ball... The keeper was running in the right direction. I don't know if he would have got there still, but then all of a sudden it just swerved back around and went in the middle of the goal. That amazed me. It was amazing. That to control to control that shot that well, because it wasn't power. It was, I mean, you need some power to get from the halfway line, but the way that he put his his foot through that to send it sort of towards the corner of the goal and then swerve back around at the end. Do you think if it had stayed, like if it hadn't swerved, the keeper would have had it or it would still been? Well, I don't know, possibly. And also possibly if it hadn't swerved, it would have just kept rising mm. and would have gone over, which is what usually happens. Um, but what I did think as well in that moment, well, not in that moment, I was too busy dancing, but in the moment after that was like, that is so typical Chicago Fire. Like when we were fans oh of them, gosh, you're right. they, I didn't even think they about they find ways every single week to fuck it up. Oh, yeah. And there, there'd always be like late, Goals conceded or stupid goals. Every time. Because they play, like, to defend them a bit, they sometimes play some good soccer, Chicago, but they are hopeless. Yeah. And they always find different ways to mess it up, and this was another new way. But we... We've upgraded to Columbus. And also, another thing that makes this goal so great was two minutes before that, well, five minutes before that, if you take an injury time, Brew had done what they seem to be doing was a typical way of throwing the game away. We... So without analysing the game too much because we didn't focus that much, we dominated that second half. Yeah, that's literally the only thing I wrote down was that we seemed to dominate. And play good play possession. Good dominate yeah. possession, play good football. We scored just before that and it was disallowed for, was it offside? I can't remember. Remember because I was celebrating that. Yeah, I forget. Play down the left, cut inside, and I think someone was offside. Um, I think it was the right call, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. But after all that, we threw it away with two minutes to go. Um, and Shakiri equalised. I was like, I can't believe it. I know. And it that was kind of classic, wasn't it? And then Zillaran comes up with that. Um, I wanted to go through, um, I don't know why, but it made me think about halfway line goals. Yeah, well, I was asking you about so that. So I don't know how iconic these are over here. Probably not. The first one I know is Naeem. Basically because he was a Tottenham, I wouldn't say Tottenham legend. He became a Tottenham legend after he left Tottenham. So he played for Spurs, late 80s, early 90s, before my time. He scored from the halfway line against Arsenal mm-hmm. after he left Spurs in a European Cup final. Not the European Cup final, not the Champions League. Um, and it was, again, it was injury time. If you actually watch it, no, we near the halfway line. It's probably halfway in the... Oh, really? Yeah, it's probably about halfway oh. in inside the, the half where he's shooting, uh, the attacking half. But it's one where the ball's bouncing up and he just lobs it up in the air. Mm-hmm. Goes through straight over Seaman's head, the goalkeeper at the time. And even as a kid, so this was in 95, I was about 11. It's my first season Spurs fan. That was like playground talk, mm-hmm. 90 from the halfway line. 
and that was like my my way into a halfway line goal. The most famous one in England is Beckham from the halfway you line. You showed me that one, yeah. That was against Wimbledon, classical Tottenham links against Neil Sullivan, who went on to play for Tottenham. There's always a Spurs league somewhere. Um, Are Wimbledon still a team? They're the team that did an American thing where they got someone bought them and relocated them. Oh, really? So they went to MK Dons. They became MK Dons. They moved to Milton Keynes. Huh. Big outroar. Um, Wimbledon reformed. Started in like the ninth tier. I think they're up to about the fourth tier right now. They they got as high as the third tier, but then they went down again. So they're back. Because I was like, why haven't I heard of them? Yeah. Um, they're now AFC Wimbledon. And oh, okay. Milton Keynes Dons and Wimbledon. Milton Keynes oh, Dons and the team took okay. over. But when Wimbledon play MK Dons, which has happened, they've been in the same league, Wimbledon refused to put um, the, the other team on the score sheet, mm-hmm. on the scoreboard. So it says Wimbledon versus another team. Because they're in petty, but it's also bang on. Like, yeah. you don't move teams. Yeah. A team's a team. Anyway, he Beckham scored get halfway line, and that kind of made him. This was back in his Spice Boy, da- Spice Boy days. Yeah, he's like, Spice Boy. Well, he's just started to date Victoria Beckham and he yeah. had his, like, um, what do you call that, curtains. I can picture it, yeah. Bleached hair. Yeah. But he went on to be incredible. Like, yeah. it wasn't just like a flash in the pan. Um, And then, I think that's the only one I've got. I was what just asking you how common it It's is. not that common. Yeah. Bruni did it for Everton towards the end of his career. So it sounds like really good players People are the only ones who yeah, do it. Yeah, although I reckon if you go down the leagues, it happens a lot. Like because, randomly. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Bruni, Beckham... Not him, it's not great. Mm. Um, and they're technical players that can control the football. Yeah. Like, you can't just lash at a ball. It just doesn't happen. I also feel like it might take a little bit of confidence to shoot from there. But also, like, Beckham did it because they were 2-0 up and they won the game 3-0. Naeem did it because it was the last kick of the game. Zellerian did it last kick of the game. There are players that do this on, like, the 70th minute and you're like, what, what are you doing? Idiot. Yeah. But Zellerian is such an intelligent player. He knew that was the thing to do. In that moment, there was nothing else to do. That like, was almost the last kick of the game. His legs are probably gone. He's probably thinking, I can't be bothered to run anymore. Go for it and nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, what do you think about Indian Lake? I liked it. I liked it. So we've had a few people say, like, uh, someone from work said it, it they kind of gave like a, a knowing shrug, as in, like, it's a bit rough. Someone else said to us, Good luck when we said yeah. we're going there. I can see it's rough around the edges. It has both sides to it. What I would say, I said to you the first night, it's like being in Australia. Yeah. If Australian people are a lot more, what's the word? I can't think of a, a positive way to say this. Yeah. But I'm not being negative. I, I, I'm, no, no, no. It might come across from they're a lot more laid back, but not necessarily in I said a it was like, way. Yeah, I said it was like a mix of Australia and Essex, and, said, and then like kind of country. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it reminded me again, it reminded me of where I'm from, Canby Island, which is known by locals as being a shithole. Yeah. It's fine. But, but it had that vibe. But but what it is, is if, if you know the people, it's a friendly vibe. Yeah. And it also changes, like we we kind of hopped different places around and in like two. Yeah. And it changes very much depending where you're at. And don't get me wrong, it's not like the best lake ever. No. It's got loads of algae in it you might not want to swim in it but i grew up swimming in the river thames so you know we had shopping trolleys at the bottom of the bottom of the river so. but also why were we there to hang out my parents that's what you're asking me like, <laughs> <laughs> why were we there yeah your parents were in town drink, drink, beer, drink beer play games play game. go to a brewery we all in, went to indian lake brewery indian lake brewery. brewing company yeah 
Really nice. So shout out to that's new to the brew. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah let's check it out. I had a strawberry owl. I think three of those. Yeah. It's nice. Um, it was a good but little getaway. And it was really nice. We're going back. Yeah. So we will not be watching NYCFC away because they're kicking off at three thirty. I don't know, and we're not. I'm sure we'll be out boating or doing what Americans oh, do on lakes. Um, I don't know why New York kick off early. This the second time they've done that. I don't know if it's something to do with Yankee Stadium. Is there? A, they wouldn't play a baseball game the same day. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, maybe they've got a couple of players that are afraid of the dark. I have no idea. Hmm. Um, it happened when we were there in New York. They played a home game at three o'clock. Yeah, I don't know. But also you've had all the smoke. I Apparently know. that's coming back. So there, is there a chance it gets postponed? Yeah, we missed that, didn't we, luckily? Yeah, we, we got out on the day it happened. Um, we've got a guest tonight. We do. I haven't told him the login, so I should probably do we'll that probably now. send it to him. I think he just messaged us, actually. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck's the login? No. Oh. He did. I don't think he would talk like that. What, what did he say? Cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. All right. Do you want to? Uh, we can do this live. Great podding. All right. You you log in there. This is again solely because my camera doesn't work on the laptop. So and we no, have... we have not changed our setup. No, and we never will. This is how it's always going to be. A little bit of radio silence as I type in the code. Me too. Hashtag me too. Two. So crew now have won three in a row. Uh, what else changed once we're away? MLS have signed Lionel Messi. Oh yeah, I thought we should talk about that. That's a big deal to a lot of people. I mean, it's a big deal. So my, us, did you say Miami? You've gone to Miami. Yeah, the worst team in the league. I don't know when he comes. I don't know if he's joining in the summer. There we go. There we go. We'll wait for our guest. I don't know if he joins in the summer. I think he joins in the summer, like. Next month, yeah. But I don't know but how. Will he play? I mean, he'll be fit because he's played a season. But does he need time off? Is he going to show up at every game? Is he going to avoid the artificial turfs? I think you were saying too, like someone came to Chicago and like the sale, the ticket prices go way up. Oh, that and was... they sell out. Oh, I think Gerard. Yeah, and it'll be the same with him. And then it's like, will he play? Yeah. So, who knows? Other thing changed. Quinton's gone. I mean, he's not gone. Oh, Quinton's been benched. I feel really bad. But he. So we I kind of have a soft spot for him. We went to the last game we went to was Colorado at home. We won three two, almost threw that way as well. He played the first half and he had a bit of a disaster. Do you, I don't know if you remember that far back, but he he tried heading the ball out wide and they cut him. We yep. won it up. I think they pulled him at half time. Don't think he's been seen since. Yeah. So that's a bit of a shame. But I still I saw him on the sideline. I think though, yeah, he's there and he's he's probably fine. Like he was ahead of his time anyway in terms of getting in the team. He also might have just needed a little break. Yeah, and I think someone like Wilfred putting his arm around him, I reckon he's keeping him on side. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be... He's not like Conte where he just blows a player out for no reason <laughs> and doesn't talk to him. He's going to be like, your, you know, your chance is going to come again. Tottenham have a new coach. Ange. Ange. Big Ange. I love this guy. We'll see how he does. But, um, yeah, finally. It's been like a long process once again. Yeah. Actually, I'm missing Premier League already. Yeah. Because this weekend, Saturday morning, I was like, what did we do? I, I didn't actually realise. Oh, I, I think that's because we were somewhere else, though. I did, yeah. Um, yeah, so we won 3-2 that game. We missed the 4-2 against Charlotte. Again, we conceding goals left, right and centre. But we're also banging them in all the time as well. There's, I think someone said we're the most entertaining team in the league. 
We definitely, I'm sure we scored the most amount of goals in the league. What are you doing? I'm trying to fix the camera so our guests can actually see us. Oh, we don't matter. No, that's better. But I now, now the bottom one's working. Hmm? I don't know why. This I think working. once he joins, that'll go away. So it's his fault. Well, we don't need to look at ourselves. No, but it's his fault. It's not working. Not my fault for <laughs> technical issues. Um, he's got three minutes. He's got three minutes. We've got, we got three to talk minutes for three minutes. We got to talk for three minutes. Oh, your mum just texts. Oh, I went to Indian Head Roundhouse by the brewery tonight. What's that? Really good. Oh, mom and I saw that. Oh my gosh, look at that food. Mom and I drove by this when we went to pick up something. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at that food. Is that mad? Apparently they're known, yeah, they're known for their drinks, especially, I think they're Bloody Marys. Looks There's three good. drinks, so I guess my dad's there. My dad wasn't feeling great this weekend, but I guess he's back. Yeah, that's why he didn't appreciate oh the halfway line goal. So we're getting back up there this weekend. Oh, so we might want to go this weekend. If yeah. anyone has any recommendations on, like, food or drink places, we've asked a lot of locals, but, and we know it's a lot of, like, dive bars, but we found a few really good food places, too. A lot of people get very apologetic for dive bars, but... That one woman was so, I know she was like, she's like, I'm so sorry. It's all we have. And I was like, genuinely, that's like our favorite type of place. So it's kind of perfect for us. Yeah. Um, Also New York, we saw the champions. No, we didn't. We saw the FA Cup final. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the darts. Oh, we went to the darts. The masters. That was called. (laughs) So there's there's two sessions you have. Oh, he's talking about later. There he is. Hello. Right, it's Eric. Hey, Eric. Eric. Hi, how are we doing? Good, good, how are you? Doing great. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's been a little while. I know, that's what I was saying. <laughs> can, you, can you see us okay? Yep. It's working. Yeah. Sorry, my laptop has never worked. The camera has never worked. And all of a sudden, I can see you clearly. You're wearing a... What What? What top is that? What shirt are you wearing? Oh, everyone's uh, famous uh, or favorite fictional football club, AFC Richmond. Oh, it's Ted Lasso. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I should recognize that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Danny Rojas kid. So. I love it. I absolutely love that. We never actually finished that. Yeah, we're in season two. We did season two and stopped. Oh, it's fantastic. We're going to keep going. They just, they just finished. They just finished now? Oh, the yeah. It just, season. It, uh, the, the series. It wrapped up here last week. Yeah. We got to catch We need up. to continue, yeah. We're doing um we're watching Succession. Are you watching that? Uh yeah, I've I've started I think I'm a, a little into season 2. Do you get or agree with the Greg reference <laughs> about Patrick Schulte looking like Greg or are we just the only two people in the world? Oh, he's frozen. Uh-oh. Oh, that's my problem. Say that again, Eric. We lost you there. Uh-oh. Yeah, I uh, well, I my problem was I knew Patrick Schulte before I knew Greg <laughs> from Succession. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, well, that would make sense to us, to our eyes, and being in the upper tier, we saw him. I think it was you that pointed it out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, thanks for coming on. Yeah. We haven't introduced you, but we've been chatting for fifteen minutes. We haven't said. We just said we got a guest. So. Okay. You, Eric. There's a certain reason why I want to talk to you, but also you are the first person i think when we joined we put out this thing and then you came over to our seats at half time to say hello yeah which blew my mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah well once again like it's 
it's the Midwest nice that we've talked about, right? Um, and uh, and everything that we've mentioned here when it comes to uh, the community that is the Columbus crew. I'm there's like, yeah, like like I stumbled upon your podcast. I thought it was really cool that you guys were putting yourself out there. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna come over and say hi. Like, welcome you specifically to Columbus and and welcome you to the fandom. But like, yeah, so you did that, and I was like, you sent the message, and I'm like, he probably won't come over. People say these things. And then you, your little head popped up because our seats are right where the right, right where you go up the stairs, yeah. and your head. And I didn't know. I mean, I could see who you looked like from Instagram, but you know, in person, I wasn't sure if it was you or not. But right. we really appreciate that. Then, like a week later, we did the watch party with you, and you again was like, "Oh, you're so welcome we'll again." Down. And then you're like, "Oh, come and sit over here," and we yeah. got to know people. And that was our in really to finding about tailgating, finding about. And since then, we well. The last couple of weeks we've been away, but we've, yeah. we've barely missed a, a crew event. Right. So we just wanted to say thanks. Yeah, we appreciate your welcoming. Hey, as, as I said, like, you know, it's it's the, the same thing where, you know, it people people all the time, you know, they, they took me under the wing for various things. And it's just like, yeah, you just get people into there, you you and you just, you know, you know, just start making friends. It's, yeah. it's nice. I'm going to try and take that on board and do that myself, but I don't know if I have the confidence. But I'll... <laughs> We'll see. It it helps when our team is playing well, though. They are. They are playing well. You know what? Even when they're not playing well, they're playing entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Tom Bogart, uh, writer for the Athletics, took some flack here saying, you know, Columbus Crew is the most watchable team in MLS. And I agree. Um, and a whole bunch of Cincy fans lost their mind. Going, uh-huh. It's like, we're at the top of the table. It's like, listen, it, like most watchable doesn't mean best. Yeah. It means that. It means that we'll concede a goal in the 88th minute and then we'll score in the 93rd on a 60-yard Zellerion uh, uh, bomb from nowhere. So <laughs> Exactly. I mean, since they are, yeah, they're top of the league, but they're winning games 1-0 most weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it doesn't matter. That's up to them how they do it. But you, you can't argue we have to be one of the most entertaining teams out there right now. And. And and the crazy thing was like since the last year was kind of what the crew is this year. They were winning games like three to two, four to three. They were they were like one of the most entertaining teams to watch last season because yeah, they were their their big three of Brenner, Vasquez, and Acosta were just going crazy last season. Um and so it, it, it made for games and their defense was terrible. So yeah. it it was always entertaining. We don't like to go too serious in our pod because we don't know what we're talking about. But okay. I wonder if you have a perspective on why we do concede so many goals. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the biggest thing for us is the fact that for the last two games, we've not started a single center back that has not been a center back more than, you know, three <laughs> <That was> it. <laughs> Um uh, I mean, that's 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 the honest truth. And, you know, uh, there's been a whole bunch of whole bunch of hate and stuff that's been thrown at uh, um, a little bit there at Schulte, uh, quite a bit at uh, Quinton, um, working there this way. But uh, you know, Philip Quinton didn't ask to be anchoring the center of our defense uh, oh, here yeah. coming in the season. He's probably about fourth on our depth chart, fourth or fifth on our depth chart there for that center center spot. And you know, he's he's had to he had to play a ton of minutes in the last month because we played a ton of games. Yeah. So. Well, we've said this every week, haven't we? we we've, we've been picking out Quinton as being a bit of a weak spot. And 
myself personally, I think Armandson defensively, but we also like we want to make it clear we're not attacking the player. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I've said it every week is that he, he's not that he's not good enough. He's just not ready enough. Like he shouldn't be in there playing ninety minutes every week. I absolutely agree. And and you know it's the uh, I said it's it's you know the learning curve that happens here to to go from as I said the the second the next pro level up to MLS is a huge jump um, from watching so many Crew Two games last season. Just the skill level is the skill level and the speed is is something completely and totally different. So it yeah. takes a long time for for players to adjust that way. And and even you know uh, a whole bunch of people were upset that we traded away our captain Jonathan Mensa at the beginning of the season. Most people forgot that for the first season that he came over as a designated player for us, he was awful as a center back. Like Pretty people nice. were, people people were ready to kick him completely to the curb. Going, why did we waste all of this money on him? And then you know. You know, we he stuck around. He developed into the player that that he loved, that uh, that we all love. And obviously, the reason why we're really upset that he's gone is he's just such a great person that instilled himself into the Columbus community. Um, so we we kind of miss him more, almost as a friend, even more than a footballer. Um, so, yeah. But then we got that new guy coming in the summer, the Ukrainian yep. lad. I don't know anything about him, so I don't think many people do because he's playing in Croatia and it's not a league that gets any exposure. Yeah, all I know is he's 25 years old and left-footed, and we'll, I'll take a left-footed center back. Um, you know, it, it'll probably be the same thing, um, that there'll be growing pains. The the thing that a lot of people around the world don't realize about MLS is obviously just the giant scope of travel that MLS teams have to deal with. Yeah. Um, that, you know, uh, one of my favorite images ever is uh, somebody superimposed all of the MLS clubs over top of Europe. Um, so that way you could see the distance that everybody would have to travel. So like uh, Vancouver and Portland are all the way up in like England and Wales. And you've got, uh, you've got like Miami and uh, down in like Georgia almost um, for how insane of a travel some of these players have. And, and so a lot of, um, you know, this transfer window is going to be coming up and a lot of teams are hoping to get a guy that's going to immediately come in and contribute. But for the most part, it takes about a season for most people to settle in. Well, well also not just the distance, but you've got the climate. Like you go down to Florida, it can be super hot. I mean, in the summer, it's warm mm -hmm. everywhere, but you're in Colorado, you've got the altitude. Oh, it's I mean, totally different. Uh, the one nice, the one nice thing with the Apple deal with all these games starting at seven thirty at night is like there used to be afternoon games in Dallas um, outside, so there'd be like a hundred and five degree heat in July um, for these guys to play in. Yeah, that's not great. You, no. no, I also have experience trying to exercise in an altitude and it did not go well, so <laughs> I feel bad for those guys. Right, Tottenham back in England, we. We uh, complain when we play Newcastle away because that's a long away trip, and it's probably like an hour. It's probably a forty-five minute flight. Yeah, my uh, my favorite my favorite set is I think the longest trip that an EPL team or uh, an EPL team had to make for a league match would have been shorter than our trip to Chicago, which is our second closest away match. Wow. Yeah. So, do they ever take buses instead of flying? Didn't MLS use? Are you talking about MLS? Or... I'm talking about EPL, but EPL, yeah, they they'll take buses. Do they? We yeah. we might fly to Newcastle, but I mean, six of the teams are in London. Right? Oh yeah, that's so true. That's true. That makes sense. But even 
the Midlands is like an hour and a half bus journey. Yeah. But don't MLS have a quota? They used to have a quota. You can only take so many flights. Or is that uh, like first class or something like that? Uh, they got they got rid of that just a couple of seasons ago. Okay. Um, I think I think when COVID happened and then they tried uh, basically the, the COVID year where then they resumed playing and stuff. Um, that's when they're just like, yeah, you charter all of these flights. So that way your guys are just on, you know, a private plane. So that way you don't have to, you know, keep the bubble as close as you can. Yeah. But before then, before then, yeah, I think it was something like you could charter, I think three flights a year. It was something insane like that. Mm -mm. MLS is filled with so many weird rules <laughs> over the course of its entire lifetime and and even roster rules right now still don't make much sense um so as I said it's it's a it's a very funny and interesting league um but uh for the 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 folks on the outside they they don't necessarily uh see and understand all those quirks and they just go what's up with this and we're just like we don't know either they just they make up whatever rules they want <laughs> I just also saw just tonight that this weekend's an international break and ZRA has been called up, so he won't be playing for us this weekend? Yeah, probably not. We had uh, Aloy Room, um, Aiden Morris, and Lucas Zellerayan are all getting national team right, calls as well. We still have Room. Yeah, Room's still <laughs> around, is he? Yep, uh, he still is. Uh, so he'll be playing for Curacao in, I believe it's, it's either Gold Cup or Nations League. It's Gold Cup at this point. Gold Cup qualifiers. Yeah. Um, same thing with Aiden Morris. He was caught up for their, our Gold Cup squad, which is kind of the U.S. B team. Um, our, our our A squad will be going to the the Nations. Uh, uh, yeah, Nations League. Um, and then uh, Lucas represents Armenia internationally. Um, despite him being Argentinian, I think he's got an Armenian grandfather or some type of heritage that way. And you know, he was. As much as we love him, he, he's not good enough to play for the Argentinian national well, team. I saw he's got something like eight caps for Armenia, so it looks like he held on throughout his 20s. But you're not going to get an Argentina team. It's, it's insane. So Yeah, he. I think he just switched last year. Um, okay. Yeah, either last year or two years ago. Like It was during his time here with the crew that he, that he yeah, filed uh, his uh, paperwork or whatever to switch to Armenia. Because, yeah, the, you know, he's... He's playing in uh, Euro qualifier. He'll be doing Euro qualifiers. Euro like, start this weekend. Yeah, well, they yeah. start. They continue this weekend. Yeah, I have no idea what group they're in, and they won't get anywhere near the Europeans. <laughs> they won't qualify. No, prob probably not. But, Do you think yeah. our kids would play for US or England? Our kids. Yeah. Uh, well, I What's would say team? They, they'll never get in the England team, but they won't <laughs> get in the US team now either. The US team is really, really strong. Maybe they'll be really, really good. If they got, if they're anything like me, they're not going to get anywhere near. <laughs> And, like a, a high and, and considering the fact that you know you're talking about 20 years from now yeah. we'll, see, we'll see where the u.s squad is because as i said the like america's becoming the sleeping giant and we've got mm -hmm. 300 and 350 million people so we're going to find a few people that are going to be really really good at soccer i yep. i've said you me, have said this I've for said ages to me, the u.s will win the world cup before england do and i will be devastated but you guys will i'll be supporting you but i support both sides but obviously right. Being English, but you guys are going to do it before we do, especially hosting the next one. There's a chance. Yeah, I I think realistically, like this is I think the first time that we have like a legitimate like we're an outside chance at 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 uh, at winning winning a cup here, right? No, we're not going to be anywhere near favorite level, but like if things fall right, if we get the right combination of guys and 
whenever we decide to hire a coach, hopefully we got a guy that will be. That's an issue. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be working this way. Um, and uh, but yeah, like I'm very excited about the the prospect of this next uh, this next World Cup um, because as I said, you know, it just every every year we you know we've keep getting better and better. Well, I say this as we've just missed out on the World Cup two cycles ago, but um, but we're uh, we're getting stronger to the point where like you know we. We have the expectations always of getting out of the group stage. It, uh, you know, anything less than that is is uh, uh, not uh, is, is is basically a failure in the eyes of our country now. So we just got to keep taking that next step, that next leap, and um, hopefully some of our you know guys that are about twenty one, twenty two, when they get to twenty four, twenty five, hopefully they'll be world beaters. Could happen. Okay, Eric, there's, there's, there is one real reason we wanted to get you on the pod tonight, as you know. We found out something incredible about yourself. I think the second time we met you yep. is that you like to do a little bit of singing. Uh, that's true. Um, yeah, my, uh, my, my day job is I teach private voice and piano lessons. Um, and I've been a performer for you know pretty much my entire life. Um, but, uh, but then, yeah, more, more recently here, um, I've had a, a lot of fun, uh, singing for, uh, a couple of Columbus crew and Columbus, uh, crew two Capybara matches singing the national anthem before the games. That when you told us that I was like, that blew your mind. It blew I my remember. mind because like, I can't sing and oh. I don't have, I don't like public, public events where I'm center of attention. And by me being a center of attention, I mean, I'm doing a speech at a wedding in front of 50 people. You're standing right. in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is 50 people is scarier than 20,000. Really? I've heard that before. But but when you sing a national anthem, there's 20,000 people that all stop what they're doing. Dead silent. Nobody's wearing a hat and they're all looking at you. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. And, you know, uh, when I... When I think uh, um, when I think about uh, it, you know, I can I can replay all of the the worst versions of the national anthems that's ever been sung in front of crowds um, uh, in in my lifetime um, or even before then, because you know, uh, uh, Roseanne, ooh, excuse me, uh, Roseanne Barr had a really terrible one, um, but you know. She's expected to be terrible, uh, but even people like uh, Christina Aguilera messed up at a messed up the lyrics at a Super Bowl. Is she really? I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Really, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Um, and uh, and if you've not seen Fergie's version at an NBA All Star game, it is the most painful version of the national anthem uh, I've ever heard. And like all of the NBA All Star players, like they they cut to like. The, you know, the, 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 the shot of looking down the line there and all these NBA all-star players are just like trying to hold it together oh, for man. how ridiculous it is. She, she tried to turn the national anthem into like a, into like a jazz ballad. Oh no. It's, it's, uh, she, she swung for the fences, but missed mightily. It was. Uh, look this up. So this brings me on to one of my questions. I think you've got some questions as well. Do you? Yeah. One of them is like, I'm jumping ahead a bit with some of the other questions, but when you go and sing, do you get to choose what style and what pace you want to sing that anthem at? Um, 
I mean, there's there's a time there's a time frame that they have obviously for all the pregame stuff. Um, so they want it somewhere around seventy five seconds or so for the the national anthem. Um, and uh, most of the time, the, the the notes that I have been given um, have been uh, slow it down a bit. Um, where um, my 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 thought is always always this like I've uh, I, you know I've had former students and stuff that have sung the national anthem for events and so I've got three words of advice or three rules to live by if you ever need to sing the national anthem um, at a uh, uh, at a at an event or at anything. Uh, the first one is the fact that uh, uh, nobody is there to hear you sing, so keep it moving. Mm -hmm. um, right there's there's no reason there's there's nothing worse and you've probably felt this in the stands when you know somebody starts the national anthem and it's oh, 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 oh and you're like oh god i'm here for three and a half minutes yeah. it was like that a couple of weeks ago we saw, yeah was and that I, it was that at crew or it was not, a crew game don't, don't call anyone out but it was slower than usual and i'm like i think i was excited for the game but i'm like yep this is a long yep. version <laughs> right uh, the the second rule um, that I have there is uh, you want to start as low as you possibly can, okay. um, because the you work your way up, right? Yeah, has about an octave and a half range, um, or about fourteen, fifteen notes that you'd need to be able to cover with your voice. Um, and if you start too high, by the time you get to the rocket's red glare, you might run out of space in your voice. So you always want to start as low as you possibly can. And so even before, like, you know, the the minute or two where I'd be standing there going to think, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm just like, oh, say, oh, say, oh, say. And I'm saying like the first three notes and figuring out, okay, where's the comfortable low that I've got? All right. Uh, and then uh, number three is the fact that um, just sing the anthem. It's a hard enough song as it is. You don't need to add all of the embellishments or anything else in it. You don't need to try to make it your own or anything. Um, because once again, nobody has ever gotten famous for singing the national anthem. People have gotten infamous for it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, keep it as simple as you can, as fast as you can, and as low as you can. And uh, you're going to be in good shape for singing the national anthem. You, you're famous to us. In our eyes, you're famous. Okay. I, te I tell people I'm, I've met the guy that sings the national anthem at crew games. So... You well, have the guy, the guy, the guy. I've done. I've just done three Columbus Crew games. Um, the first one I did at a historic Crew Stadium. I was actually singing with a group of um, uh, other gentlemen that I sang with in the men's glee club at Ohio State University. With um, so there was about seven of us that did it for an Ohio State alumni night. It was uh, what it was us versus I think it was the Sounders um, that night um, back as a historic crew stadium and then uh, uh and then just last year uh last year i had to sing uh both the star spangled banner and then oh canada because i did the montreal game last year oh cool that leads into a question i think don't you have a question about other national anthems yeah i was just wondering no i think that was your question i think you wrote that one down well my your favorite national anthem no is that your yeah but my question was going to be do you have other favorite national anthems around the world? Because you've sung one, do you focus on that during World Cup games or? Um, uh, I I mean, I took French in high school, so I do kind of like La Marseillaise. That's, uh, I was going to say that's my favorite anthem. It's got it's, such a great beat to it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and the lyrics are, I mean, 
pretty gory. Um, they're talking about, you know, slitting the throats of their enemies. And it's like, okay, all right. Um, but uh, so I, I kind of like Le Marcier. Um, that's probably it. Um, but uh, as I said, the, the one thing that, uh, you know, I, I like to quote and uh, brag about here is, you know, uh, one of the reasons that Wilfried Nancy decided to come to Columbus was he loved the atmosphere of the games. And so obviously me singing a wonderful both rendition of O Canada, yeah. and the Star Spangled Banner for that matchup is the single reason why he's here now. So oh, thank you. How do you feel about singing the Canadian national anthem or, or if you had to sing a, a different national anthem, does it? matter at all as a singer like um i mean every every song can have their own challenges luckily the canadian national anthem a lot easier to sing than the u.s national anthem u.s national anthem is terrible to sing mm. like it is it is a very difficult song um and so the oh, oh canada by its very nature much 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 easier and and singable and i think national anthem should be very easy to sing along with so you know we took the what we was the uh, Star Spangled Banner, I think, used to be like a, a English drinking song, I think, um, originally. The melody was uh, originally an English drinking song. Some society over in England, I think, had uh, had the lyric or had, had the, the melody that we stole from it. Um, now I'll have to double check that. I might be right. I might be wrong. We, can uh, fact check fact it. Check. we won't fact check it, but we could fact check it. Right. Um, it, it is a great anthem, though. Like, you might be hard to sing, but it's a great anthem before a game to get the fact yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, so yeah, it, it, it has a lot of good things. You get a lot of great, you know, uh, a lot of great moments there for high notes. Um, they just kind of really let the voice kind of ring out that way. So it's, uh, so yeah, as I said, it is, it is a nice one. But yeah, oh, the, the one thing, uh, the one thing that I was a little worried about was um, that week leading up to the Montreal game. Uh, I spent so much time drilling all of the words of O Canada into my head. Like I was legit worried that I was going to mess up the Star Spangled Banner oh. because I spent all of that week just focusing on just like, all right, my home and native land, true patriots, uh, you know, right. I was going through the Canadian lyrics like, like nonstop. And I'm just like, let's take a moment here. Just remember the U.S. anthem. So that way, um, you know, we don't have that blunder. <laughs> Yeah, this is making that. me sweat. I know. Like the idea of this. We're sitting here getting nervous for you. But also, we like we're such bad singers, so yeah. that's part of it. But oh my gosh! So, as a teacher, do you think you could teach a non-singer to sing, like myself? Yes. To a certain level, or actually be like good. You must sort of, you'd hear me. Oh, can I tell you a secret? Sure. Occasionally, at half time, I, I sing to you from okay. from where I sit. <laughs> have you Have you ever heard me? Uh, no, I have not. You wouldn't. Because I got so excited that I spotted you in the crowd once, and I was okay. I had a few drinks at tailgating. And I, what was I singing? I was I was there. I was going, Eric, he's Eric, he's Eric, he's Eric, and that's the way we like him. We like him. We like him. Oh, <laughs> it's become a thing. So I, okay. I spot you. It's my little halftime song to you. But I'm assuming no, I don't sing it that loud. No. But people around me are probably thinking, Who's Eric? Who the hell is Eric? There's no Eric on the team. That's true. Um, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to keep an ear out and or more importantly, look over and see if you're, you're yes, clapping like this. Yeah, no, no. We'll do the clapping and you can, you can sing back. We'll get it going back and forth. But yes, go. If you heard us sing, we'd be no. terrible, right? Yeah. Would you, if, if say we had a lesson, then would you say in your mind, okay, this guy's got a limit to get to this level. Like he's never going to be a singer. How, how good could you make me? 
the, the, the answer would be this. Literally about the only people that couldn't learn to sing would be people that have, like, at that point, like, a serious defect of their vocal mechanism, right? Like, I'm talking, like, like I'm, t I'm talking, like, serious vocal damage from years of abuse. I'm talking, like, like need of surgical repair. Anybody else is capable of doing it. It's the, the biggest thing. The biggest thing that a lot of people don't realize is that your speaking voice and your singing voice are very different than what uh, and how they and how they work and how they function. I equate it to um, uh, I use this metaphor all the time with my uh, with my students that the speaking voice is like driving a four door sedan. Right. You can anybody can kind of get behind the wheel and be fine with it. Right. The singing voice is like driving an 18 wheeler. It takes a lot more energy. And, you know, you could if you got behind the wheel of a semi truck, you could make it go. You could make it work. But you wouldn't want any of your friends or family in a car near you um, yeah. when it would be happening. Um, it just takes specialized training and, as I said, a little bit more energy, and and that's all that it is. And and so I've I've been teaching, you know, now for um, what eleven years, twelve years now, and you know, I'm and and even at that point, like like my uh, I'm used to dealing with like middle school voices and stuff, so I've heard it all. Um, you know, people that think that they can't sing, I'm just like, no, it it just it, it's a skill like anything else. You just have to you just have to learn how to use the voice correctly. Now you said that I've heard it. Oh, I've just got this image of like us turning up for a lesson and then you going, "Oh no, I haven't heard it all." <laughs> they, they really are that bad. We are pretty bad. Have your money back. But I also have no confidence, and I think that plays a role as well. It's confidence, right? Self confidence to let go. Um, well, it 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 comes down to this. You know, if if I would hand you a guitar and just be like, hey, mess around a little bit on a guitar, like any person would just be like, all right, cool, and just start picking away at a guitar or trying to figure something out, right? The problem is the voice is a part of you. Yeah. Like okay. it literally is a part of you. And so you think about it in a completely different context that way, where if you treat it just like any other musical instrument, you just go, it's going to make some weird noises from time to time. You just got to get, you just kind of work your way through it, Right. Um, but because it literally is like a part of yourself, we have this different mindset that's a part of it that it, it you know, that if you're not good at it, it's something lesser on you or something where I said it's all just training. I, I'm good at it in the car until what? I get to traffic lights and then I lose my confidence. Okay. But I tend to sing in the style of the music I'm listening to. So if I'm listening to a certain band, I'll try to sing like that I singer. I was just going to say that. that. And do you ever have a moment where you actually are like, that wasn't horrible? And it's probably because you found the right like yeah, you person you're imitating. Like, well, like Derek was just saying, yeah. you're playing around with your voice yeah. and you hit that. But it's just rare. But it's random and you don't know how you did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have one more question about the national anthem singing. Sure. So you mentioned you first sang with a group of like seven guys. Yep. And then you did it twice by yourself. Yep. How did you come back to do it by yourself? Like, were they aware of you? Did you like um, your name at, out there? At the beginning of one of the seasons, the first season or whatever that I did it, um, they had just video uh, video submission at the beginning of the year. Like they had just on the website, just like, hey, if you're interested in if you're interested in uh, singing the national anthem, you know, fill out this form. It was basically like your name, where you're from, how are you connected to the club, blah 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 blah, and just like send us a video of you singing. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that, that particular year, um, it ended up that I 
I wasn't originally scheduled to sing, um, but uh, about uh, um, it was a, a Thursday afternoon. I got an email, a text, and a voice message at about three thirty in the afternoon um, uh, from somebody, uh, one of the operations managers of the crew, asking if I wanted to sing at tomorrow's Hell Is Real match, wow. um, which, oh was my. The, which was the first one at Lower.com Field. Um, and so I'm just like, yeah, um, that would be, that'd be great. Um, and so they're just like, yeah, you know, sound check is going to be like at, uh, you know, four o'clock. I'm just like, can it be four 30? Because I, I, I teach until four. Um, at this point I was a public school teacher. So, um, I'm just like, I teach until four. I'm like, can I get down like leave immediately and get down the same? They're like, yeah, that'll be fine. Um, so, uh, but that was, um, I think, um, yeah, I, I came to found out that uh, I, this gentleman, I think, sang then the year afterwards. I replaced a guy that finished like fifth on American Idol that year. Oh, wow. Um, he was a, uh, a kid originally from Columbus that then went up to, I think, lives up in Cleveland and stuff now. And they were originally going to have him uh, sing the, the anthem there. But something happened. Like, I don't know if it was COVID related or something, but it felt very, they were still under the, the very strict protocols at that time um so so they're just like yeah um and so i got the i got the call that way and uh um a big shout out i think uh ty phillips who is the um supporter liaison um person um he uh i think he he, he was probably the person that's like let's let's get eric um so i i think i have him to to thank for that experience but yeah i i got to i i mean forever in history i got to sing the 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 national anthem at the first ever hell is real um at lower.com field um and then even last year i got to sing for both the mls next pro eastern conference finals at historic crew stadium for the capybaras and then i sang for the first ever inaugural mls next pro cup um when the the cappies beat uh, st louis uh here last uh last fall so as i said that's pretty cool so you've had all the big ones the big, yeah TikTok. yeah i mean like i've i've, I've sang in a cup final so i mean <laughs> That's, that's, that's cool. amazing. Yeah, that's I guess technically two cup finals because of uh, uh, the MLS Next Pro awarded trophies for the Eastern and the Western Conference winners for some reason, um, but uh, we really don't count those. They they won the real cup though. <laughs> yeah, well. So do you have? Will you do it again? Are you on the um, list? How's it work? Yeah, it 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 basically just um, I've not I've not heard anything back. I've I've uh, kind of reached out, so I think they've probably filled all of their spots here uh, for this season. Um, so unless I said unless something comes up where somebody bows out here, I probably won't be singing uh, this year at least for the senior team. We'll see what happens with uh, with crew two though. I'll keep reaching out and bothering them because. You know, last match they just played a recording. It's like, really, people? Seriously? Oh yeah. You if you sing for Crew Two, you got to let us know. We'll okay. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been to one Crew Two game. We'll come to a few. Yeah. Dotted around, but we don't go all the time. But yeah, if ever you know you're singing, let us know. We'll do. We'll, we'll come do. and watch. Pete will be in the crowd going. I'll be there <laughs> silently. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're almost out of time on this Zoom. If you don't mind, we'll just do a reset and then we'll jump yep. back on and we can go through the uh, the Crew Are You questions. Sure, that, that'll work. All right, Good. we'll see you in a few minutes. See you in a minute. Yep. Welcome back. All right. 
We've got sound. Yeah. Yeah. That always takes a little while to do the changeover because it, it saves the file. And I always have this fear that it's not going to record. It's a nervous mm. two minutes. Oh, it's horrible. And one time I'm sure it will fail. We don't have any background. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You like you have to redo the whole thing. But, <laughs> but we're good. We've got the first half safe down. So you up for some crew are you questions? Of course. Do it. All right. Um, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm originally from St. Clairsville, Ohio, which basically if you hop on Interstate 70, head east and stop about 10 miles shy of the West Virginia border, um, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Literally runs right through that. Is it is it worth visiting? Is there anything there that makes it famous or interesting? Interesting. Uh, interesting fact. Um, like we got a nice like Victorian style courthouse that's there that's kind of cool. Um, we got a we have we have a shopping mall, so like that was the big thing in our area. Like, um, but uh, the uh, the one the one other thing that I'd say is um, uh, on the idea of anthem singers. Columbus's most famous anthem singer is actually also from St. Clairsville. Um, Leo Welsh, who sings all of the national anthems for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's been oh. doing that for years now. Um, he's originally from St. Clairsville. He's about, uh, I'd say about eight years older than I am. Um, so he, kn- he knew, he and my oldest brother basically just kind of knew each other. They overlapped, I think, just for one year at high school. Um, but I've met Leo a couple different times. Great guy. I subbed for him at his church job. He's a, he's a professional opera singer. Um, so, um, People that are Blue Jackets fans know exactly who Leo Welsh is because every time they uh, um, uh, every time they announce his name, the entire crowd chants Leo uh, right back at him. So he's he's uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets institution. So we we've been to one Blue Jackets game, so we would have heard him sing. He would have been more, there. more than likely. Yeah, like he, and unless there's like some reason that he's not there. Like, like him being like out of town or something. Like he does every single one of them. That's a really interesting connection that you're both from there. Yeah, small town. Yeah, small town. Two famous national anthem singers. Why? Well, do- one famous national anthem singer. Why do some teams or sports have like one person who sings it all the time, and some like rotate? Do you know? Um. Honestly, I don't. I don't know, or I've heard of too many teams that have like just one person that does it. Um, most of the most of the sporting events I've always been to, it it always feels like they're introducing you know some person. They always have like a bio about them, like oh, welcome in, you know, teacher from this okay. you know local school or whatever, right? Um, but uh, so I I don't I don't know like I some something happened there where Leo just you know somehow became like a, a crowd favorite or fan favorite or something. And, and, and so like, yeah, he, he does stuff like with like officially with the blue jackets. Like I, I, I don't know, you know, if he's paid or anything, but my guess is he's probably getting some compensation, maybe season tickets for, you know, the jackets or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's, he's there every, uh, basically every game. I think the St. Louis blues had one guy because my family follows yeah. them in hockey. I yeah. think they used to, or maybe it's more of a hockey thing then. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm wondering. I'll have to look that up. I'm curious. Also, they play a lot more games in hockey, so maybe they just get them in. So you have you can't keep trying to find a different person every time. I mean, you got you got 81 games of Major League Baseball, Baseball, and they they rotate that. That's a good point. Well, you've completely pooed my idea. (laughs) I like to come up with random ideas of why I think something is without doing any knowledge behind it. Yeah. Um, So when did you move to Columbus then? How long have you lived in Columbus? 
well, I came uh, first to Columbus. I, I did my undergraduate at uh, The Ohio State University. Um, so I did uh, uh, five, five years, six years here in Columbus, um, and then uh, got my first teaching job down outside of Dayton, Ohio. Um, I came back to Columbus about, uh, let's see, I'd say it's, uh, what, five, five, six years ago um, now. Um, had a teaching opportunity arise here in Columbus and was excited to get back to the city. So been here for about, yeah, I, I think about six years. And what was the first ever crew game you attended? Uh, I actually had to look this up and uh, actually needed the help of my uh, of my brother, Scott, um, to figure this out because uh, I saw a, uh, I went to a Columbus crew match. Um, let's see here, as I'm literally looking it up here. Uh, it was June, Sunday, June 30th of 1996. Oh, the, uh, way back. The inaugural, the inaugural season of Major League Soccer. Um, so I saw uh, I saw the Columbus crew play at Ohio Stadium um, against the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. Yeah, I remember uh, that. And uh, they're they're now the Red Bull. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, saw the Columbus crew lose zero to four. Ooh, Ooh that's tough. Nice. Was that their? Yeah. It wasn't their first home. That wasn't their first home game. That was like. No, oh, yeah, this was team seen, you? Yeah. This was this was about as I said, this was about this was about halfway through the season or so. Um but yeah, there was only there were only ten teams in the league at that point. So you saw a whole a whole lot of teams were uh you played everybody multiple times that year. Um uh so yeah, I I honestly I, I said I'd I'd ask my brother about this because like I I really don't have any any memories of this. I would have been about uh what I would have been eight years old, nine years old of, at the time. So like I can, I can basically, I basically have like one memory of just like from where the perspective of where we were sitting to just see the field. Um, uh, but that's, that's really about all that I can remember from that match. I did, I literally looked up the box score um, and uh, in order to, in order to find out after my brother was able to tell me what, what match it was. He was like, Oh yeah, the, 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 the Metro stars. I'm like, all right, let's see when that was. And it was for both of my brother's birthday. They both have June birthdays, and it would have been actually on the day of my oldest brother, Mark's birthday. So have you been a crew fan since then? Uh, honestly, not really. Um, uh, despite playing soccer literally my entire life, really didn't follow, uh, didn't really follow the crew too much. Um, like a lot of, uh, like a lot of now, you know, the modern crew fans, um, uh, it really wasn't until they tried to take the team away that we started to really value them here. So uh, I'm I'm in that that case with a lot of folks that we saw the Grant Wall tweet and we went, uh, you know, it's the um, you know the the Joni Mitchell lyric of Big Yellow Taxi of you don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that fear of that happening then caused me to be like, all right, let's. Let's let's follow this a little bit more, and then uh, and then yeah, I just decided to kind of go full in, and I've been a season ticket member now for three, four seasons. So I mean, it's nice though that you have that fact that you were there the first so season, cool. even if you even if you didn't then follow that up every year, you were at the original. Yeah, original yeah, and, and as I said, it stemmed from you know both of my older brothers and I. We we grew up playing soccer. Um, so, you know, it was a, a cool thing for, uh, for, uh, us to just, as I said, 
both my brothers basically had a, 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 you know, it was their birthday gift to go see the, go see the crew. And I think they each were able to take along like a friend or two um, to the match. And, um, and so I said, just a fun, a fun experience to do. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of those. Uh, my, uh, my dad is a um, graduate of Indiana University and Indiana's got one of the best college soccer programs in the country and have been for the last 30 some years. Um, I remember coming up to Columbus to Historic Crew Stadium to see the final a final four match for the national college um, championships. And uh, the fun thing was, is our former crew coach, Caleb Porter, was an assistant coach back then for the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, so uh, one of the one of the ironies is. Um, I've been present for all three of Caleb Porter's national championships um, happening in, in historic Crew Stadium. Um, one with the Hoosiers, one with the Portland Timbers, and one with the Columbus Crew. What's the, um, you might not know the answer, I might be completely off because my MLS knowledge isn't that great. The Timbers game at Crew, was that the one with the, the ball went off for a throw? Yeah, the ball went out. On? The ball went. The ball went out, and they scored after the ball was out of bounds. Yeah, it was like the first few minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, our our goalkeeper had a pretty bad misplay, um, a Schulte, if you will. Um, a Greg. <laughs> yeah, a Greg, I guess. Um, uh, so uh, at that point, when people when people saw Schulte's uh, mistake in Cincinnati, they're just like, "Oh man, it's Steve Clark coming back to haunt us." I think it was Steve Clark um, coming back to haunt us there, uh, but. Uh, um, yeah, I was, uh, I was sitting behind the goal there on, they brought in extra bleachers for that 2015, um, MLS cup. Um, so I wasn't as a huge fan at the time. It was like, yeah, it's a championship game. I'll go watch. Um, so that was, uh, it was, it was fun for, you know, 90 seconds. And that was a little bit of a downer for the rest of the game. You have yeah. to look this up. I've never heard I'll of show it. you after, but I'll show you. Yeah. Um, okay. What's the best player or performance you've ever seen on the pitch at a crew game? Well, I can jump forward then to, uh, I was one of the lucky 1500 people that got to see the crew win the 2020 MLS cup, um, there in the stadium. Uh, my older brother, uh, older brother, Scott, the middle brother of us, uh, of the three of us, um, he's been a season ticket member longer than I had. So he had better ticket priority, um, for when they were going through for playoff tickets and, um, he didn't want to go, um, for that, but he decided to buy them anyway. So I'm just like, I will gladly purchase those tickets off of you and, uh, and go instead. Um, so I got to see, uh, you know, uh, at that point, Lucas Zellerion had a, a two goal and an assist in uh, the MLS Cup uh, to to win it there three zero against Seattle. So obviously, just you know, the easily just you know your biggest player showing up at the biggest stage and and, and putting in a performance like that. Yeah. So that kind of bleeds into the next two questions. They I don't know what your answers would be, but we've got your favorite current crew player and favorite ever crew player. Is one of those or both of those going to be ZRAM? Uh it's it's kind of not. I'm uh like uh my current favorite crew player I as I've it's weird that it almost feels like right now I'm a bigger fan of Columbus Crew 2 than I am of Columbus Crew. 
Um, there's something just incredibly fun about that atmosphere of going out and the culture, the supporter culture that we've mm -hmm. created um, with the capybars and it being just silly and goofy and fun. So it feels like, you know, like it almost feels like I've adopted these kids that now are coming up and getting these minutes now. So um, coming into the season, I uh, knowing that he's going to be getting some pretty significant minutes. I got Mo Farsi on the back of my uh, my kit here for, for this season. So I've really enjoyed rooting on uh, on uh, Mo and uh, um, and, and Philip and uh, um, and Jason Russell Rowe. Um, so as I said, probably probably right now Mo Farsi. Um, he's so much fun to play. His engine's crazy, his speed, um, and uh, and it's only going to get better and better for what he's going to be doing um, with his foot skills. And because uh, he used to play futsal, he was a pro professional futsal really? player up okay. in Canada. Um, and so he's got crazy insane foot skills. It'll be fun to see them finally transfer over to the the full MLS game. So I'll say I'll say Mo Farsi right now. Do the players often go from crew two and play for the main squad? Like, do they go up and down quite a uh, bit? Or? Uh, this is this is only the second year that crew two has existed. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't uh, know that. They won't last. No, I didn't know that. Well, they they keep reformatting the leagues, don't they? Below. Yeah, for uh, for well. MLS now has their own, you know, the MLS Next Pro. They've got this league that I believe they've mandated that every every MLS team will eventually get a team into there. Um, there are there are certain uh, certain minor league clubs that are still working out contracts because there's a bunch of MLS teams that used to have USL clubs mm -hmm. um, that were their minor league, uh, either affiliates or or just you know literally directly you know same organization. Red Bull Two um, used to play in USL. Uh, the USL championship. Um, so this is only the second year for this. And like for, so Columbus crew hasn't had a second team since all the way back to like the early, early days where there's like the MLS quote unquote reserve league. But, um, but this is kind of like the first real iteration for it. So the fact that we've had so many young guys already. Um, there's so many. So many progress and, and get and, and get and get moved up and, and have had significant minutes. Sean Zawatsky um, has gotten a, a ton of great minutes here this year of, after being an incredibly strong player. Um, Isaiah Parente was a best 11 player uh, for MLS Next Pro, um, and he's getting a few minutes here and there right now for uh, for the crew. Um, obviously, Farsi and Schulte and, you know, uh, Jason Russell Rowe was the golden boot winner and the and the MVP of the league last year he scored something like 23 goals in like 19 matches or something um it was almost like a cheat code having jason russell Rowe out there he was he was a man amongst uh he was a man amongst boys um and uh and even like last year aiden morris got some starts for the capybaras and that was just not fair um because <laughs> destroying other teams like oh. it, it was like like and so, so it was crazy. Like last year, like the final regular season game, Crew Two beat Cincy to nine to nothing. Wow! Yeah, it was glorious. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we've only been to one Crew Two game, but we went there with not knowing anything, and we couldn't. But and bear in mind, we at this point we've probably seen two or three. Right, and we got there. The teams came out, and I'm like, I recognize five. I, I recognize five of those guys because they've been in right. the in and around the first team squad. I I think the game that you might have saw there was um, they 
that was the week before uh, we started open cup play. Um, and um, so, and so they used that game for basically like a tune-up game for all of the, the first team bench players. Um, uh-huh. like literally, uh, the last match here yesterday, um, only, uh, the only first team guy that, that saw any time was, uh, Diaz put in 45 minutes in a rehab start. Um, everybody else was at that point still just a, a pure uh, Columbus Crew, uh, Columbus Crew Two um, player. So there wasn't, yeah, and and part of that was obviously the travel. Um, you know, they they were on the road um, in Chicago, um, and then we played a, a home match where uh, the first team was in Chicago, yeah, and and, and Crew had a, a, a Crew Two had a home match. So, so do you think that Wilfred or the team? would care that much that they got dumped out of the cup by Pittsburgh or would it not have been, it's not a priority, but would they have liked to have gone far in that to try and get more minutes to some of these guys? Uh, I know I was, I was upset at the lineup that they put out in front of Pittsburgh, like before the game happened. I saw, I saw the lineup and I went, here we go again. Cause my, uh, and even, you know, uh, I know further up here, we've got a, a question about an away match. My first away match was last year. I went to Detroit to see the crew play Detroit FC in the Open Cup, and we lost to Detroit once again with a completely and total B squad. Um, and and it drives me crazy, especially at the the point that the crew were at this that this year, um, they were three three wins away from winning a cup. Yeah, like we were. We were like by the time MLS gets into the tournament, like it's like I think five victories or whatever, and you win. I'm like, I'm like, that's it's it's a trophy. Like we've got, I think what, uh, yeah, we got two of them. Uh, we've got two of them in our history. They're up there. Their dates on our stadium. They count like that would give us a, a a champions. It's not Champions League anymore. The Champions Cup berth um, uh, in order to play against the best teams here in in Conca, uh, in Concacaf. I'm just like. Yeah. Why, why would you not go for that tournament? Like, like especially, and the thing that drives me crazy is nine teams in the East are going to make the playoffs here. Nine no, of it's, it's, it's a big, we've touched in on the that. East are going to make the playoffs. Like, you can afford to punt two games in June. Like, if our team is as good as we think we are, you can afford to punt two teams. Like, I would have loved nothing more than to send our B squad out against FC Cincinnati for the Hell is Real match down in Cincy, just as the ultimate middle finger respect. Sure, beat us 3 nothing. Like, we didn't care about you enough, right? Like, you don't matter to us. Like, that would have been, that would have been hilarious, right? Um, uh, and, and just, yeah, put, put our eggs into the basket there for the Open Cup, though we would have had to turn around here and, you know, uh, the, you know, Cincy's hosting them the next round, so we would have had to play them then. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, uh, it. I was I was very upset that you know it's it's a real it's a real trophy. It, it it's a hundred it's like a hundred years old. It's one of the longest. I think until COVID, it was like the longest running international soccer trophy. Yeah, I think it was um, 1914 was the first. Yeah, like that. Yeah, so, so for like, US soccer that because you've not really had professional leagues that that last long, but for that cup to no. run through all those different iterations of of league yeah. play, and it's named after the Columbus Crew's founder. Yeah. The Lamar Hunt Trophy. Yeah. Right? If that's not a reason, now, granted, of course, Lamar Hunt also is the founder of four other MLS franchises. But, <laughs> um, but like, if that's not reason enough to, to go after it, right, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. That's so. I said I was, I was, I was very disappointed. I'm just like, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen. And you know, when our, when literally the the best offensive subs that we were able to make in that game was bringing on Mo Farsi and Aiden Morris, I'm like, sure, we're not going to score. They they could have played that game all night. They were they were never going to score. Nope. Yeah, we were too busy watching the boats and the train go past, though, weren't we? That little stadium oh, yeah. is awesome. The the one. It was cool. It's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, next question was your favorite ever crew match. Uh, I mean, you see your team lift a trophy. It's the 2020. Yeah. I mean, that's I figured. <laughs> it was it was also three zero against Seattle, which I don't know if you've heard this, but Seattle invented soccer. So for us to beat them three to nothing, it, it, you know, at their own sport, it obviously was a tremendous, tremendous victory. Yeah. And what was your best ever goal you saw at a crew game? And was it the game just gone this weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, well, like, like Lucas has now had two of them from beyond the art, from beyond the midfield. He scored last year on a uh, set piece um, where he did the same exact thing from 50, 50 some yards out. Yeah, I, um, seen, I didn't know that, but I saw they put a stat up saying this was like 60 yards. And, yeah. And I didn't realize he had, I haven't seen that other goal yet. So that's. No, that that's the number. Yeah. It, was, it was last year, last year against Charlotte, and it was at Charlotte, and it was the continuation because the game got rained out earlier, so we had to make it up like at the end of September. Um, but yeah, he he shot like a fifty yarder once again. The the goalkeeper was uh, way forward out of position and didn't expect a quick kick, so it was a free kick that Lucas just took that way. Um, so yeah. And I will say, as as much as uh, as the the sixty the sixty one yarder. Um, was against uh, uh, against uh, Chicago there. It it still is probably Lucas's third goal in the 2020 Cup, where he took it with his left foot and drilled it into the top corner to basically it was the full icing on the cake. It was in the 80 something minute, you know, to go up three nothing against Seattle. Like at that point, it was it was them their 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 hearts their their spirits just breaking, and it was just so glorious. We're also curious about your typical match day routine. Um, uh, for me, it I mean it it kind of kind of varies. Uh, I mean, a lot of time I'll uh, head out and do uh, a bit of tailgating uh, beforehand. Um, one of the last ones, I was just exhausted. I had to work earlier that morning, um, so I was uh, I have another side gig where I do some catering stuff. So I was up at like five in the morning. So I'm like, I'm going to take a nap in the <laughs> afternoon before the match. Um, so uh, so yeah, most of the time I'll get to the tailgate probably about oh, two hours or so before. Hang out with folks, drink, eat, um, get to check in with everybody. Um, a lot of times this year, I've been uh, helping out uh, my friends uh, Scott and Courtney, who do all the uh, are the match day uh, uh, operators for the the Nordec. Um, so I've been pulling a lot of smoke bombs for them at the beginning of the, okay. uh, the matches there for the uh, for the for the Kool Aid Man uh, explosion plunger experience. Um, so uh, I've been helping out with some of the smoke that way uh, from time to time. Uh, and then, yeah, just uh, getting to really uh, enjoy the game. Um, I've uh, 
starting to get a little old, so I've started to migrate a little bit further up into the Nordeck um, because the top sections there have the, the benches down so I could at least sit from time to time. Um, so uh, so I've been enjoying a little bit there of a much higher perspective and and, and uh, then, yeah, getting to be able to sit at halftime and, uh, and, and be able to enjoy the matches that way. Yeah, have a break. And um, aside, obviously, from AFC Richmond, do you follow any teams outside of MLS? Uh, honestly, I really, I really don't. Uh, this year, I I tried following a little bit of uh, Leeds United oh. because with uh, uh, with having uh, Jesse Marsh and uh, uh, and Tyler Adams and, and Brendan Aronson to start off the season, and then getting Weston McKenney, um, uh later on. But that was already after Jesse had gone. I. I like a lot of Americans were like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, I can, I can, I can adopt this team a little while, see how the U.S. boys are doing. And obviously now, you know, they're down in the championship. So we'll see how that goes. Though, I mean, I was able at the end of the season to get a, a Leeds kit for like 20 bucks or something. So that was nice. Definitely. So I've got, a, so I have an Aronson Leeds kit. So that's, so that's cool. I was actually quite gutted Leeds went down. They're one of, from my era growing up, they're one of the, the main Premier League teams. It's sad to see them go again. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> like it. It always, it always drives me. Or it's one thing I can just never understand. Um, where uh, with with European football teams, where you know they always just they're they're always so happy to just fire their managers. You know, oh, once, yeah. twice, three times in a season. Um, because like I, you know. Uh, obviously, like I, I, I imagine there's obviously a whole lot of pressure when teams aren't doing well, and you know there's an access to fall somewhere, and players can only come and go at transfer windows. Um, so you know that axe is going to fall on the one guy that you know they can get rid of. But it just feels like it's always, it always feels like it's a waste. It almost feels like it never really works out. Though I guess Leeds last year they brought in Jesse Marsh and they kept him up, but uh, but you know. He had some injury issues uh, uh, early on the season, and they decided they were done with him. And it, I don't know. It just from seeing so many of the most successful American sports franchises, with the fact that they just would have longevity in their coaching uh, history. Like, like a crazy stat is like since nineteen, since like nineteen fifty or whatever, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had six head coaches in yeah, the NFL. I yeah. Right. That like the Rooney family, they're like once they find their guy, they're just like, Yep, you're you're basically here until you don't want to be here anymore or you do something that would like embarrass us like outside of whatever's happening on the field. Um so like, you know, they they like Mike Tomlin's been there for now I'll say close to twenty seasons or something like that. And um and there's I know particularly there as like an educator, there's something about institutional memory that is really, really good. Um, so, you know, particularly there that if you've got, especially if you're switching to a manager that's going to try to implement an entirely new style in the, middle, in the middle yeah. of a season, like it's, how is that going to work? <laughs> uh, and some of these teams now are going through three managers in one season, not just two. Mm -hmm. and Spurs, are, we used to be one of the more solid teams. Really? We give managers time. Now we don't. And it's not like we're underperforming that much. We'd be like, still you know in the round where we need to be but the it's just it's just the money the money in the game and i find it interesting too sense. when like a, the manager will get fired or leave and then they'll come back oh, at yeah. some point and you're like well if you just kept him that whole time yeah, he would yeah. have been building 
though i i guess i'm saying this but there's been i think already four four coaching changes in mls already this season so i guess it's it's starting to make its way stateside i guess um but but even at that point none of these guys were basically like in their first year um you know, like the real shame was uh, Chicago firing uh, former crew assistant coach Ezra, Ezra Hendrickson. He he had basically like a year and a half, and Chicago's been an absolute mess. They've been a dumpster fire with their roster. So I'm like, you expect him to turn it around in a year and a half? And what's happened since he's gone? They've maintained the same level they're at. They get a few points here and there, but they're still in the same position. They haven't yeah. turned things around. They've got no long-term plan. So it's right. like they've got interim in charge. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it doesn't make sense though. I mean, I guess, I guess the one thing, the one thing that I guess could be said is that, um, you know, you keep, you keep firing enough managers, you're eventually going to find a good one, which, you know, case in point <laughs> FC Cincinnati, they finally got it right after having like, I think they've had five or six guys in their four year history now. Um, so, so they finally got a good one in Pat Noonan. Yeah. All right, our last question for you. Um, you mentioned you've been to Detroit for your first away game. Have you been to yep. any others or many others? Uh, yeah, this this year I've uh, been heading on the road a little bit a little bit more often. I, I went out to Philadelphia um, for the first match there. By the way, uh, we're, I, I realize I'm, uh, I've not seen the crew win on the road. Um, uh, actually, yeah, no. Oh uh, no, I, I have. Sorry, uh, a couple years ago, yeah, I've I've been to every I've been to every Hell is Real uh, except the U.S. Open Cup match before um, before since he was in the league. So I've been at every I guess every Hell is Real with the exception of I think one of the uh, one of the there there are two two COVID matches in 2020. Well, there's I we played them four times that year. Wow. So I think I didn't see them down there, but, um, but, uh, but I've seen, yeah, I've seen the crew beat Cincy um, on the road, but yeah, uh, Philadelphia this year, saw them lose. I uh, went down to Nashville, um, saw them lose here this year um, and went down to Cincy and saw them lost, uh, lose here this year. Um, so I'm over three currently. Um, so maybe at this point, I'll just stick to home games for the rest <laughs> of the <laughs> um and uh and see how that works out uh works out there for it so if you got yeah. like a an, an away game you really want to get to just in terms of like visiting that city or seeing a certain player play for another team uh i i really want to uh really want to go to st louis um uh, st louis is a fun city um and uh seeing what they've uh seen their excitement already um mm -hmm. for being in the league um as i said it, that, that seems like that'd be a that'd just be a nice away trip anyway like st louis i've been to st louis just once fun city um but uh to go there and just kind of see it a little bit more um nashville was on my list and then i, I got to experience it here just uh, uh, a couple weeks ago um but that that's probably it st louis is probably the, the top of my list right now we because we will probably we've said we're going to try and do at least one away game a season i think we got nashville for next, next season year, yeah. depending on when it falls and that kind of thing but yeah, list too. yeah yeah maybe yeah the fact that the nashville game was memorial day weekend like my brother my brother and i like when you saw the schedule we we're just like long yeah. weekend in nashville we're like okay yeah we'll we'll make we that can, work we can do that sounds good sounds good 
We've only got a few minutes left here, so we'll wrap wrap things up. But when are we going to see you again, actually, in person? I haven't seen you for ages. Uh, let's see. We... Oh, there's no home game for a couple of weeks either. Right, because we're we're away at New York. And... I actually think Nashville's the next home game, isn't it? Nashville game? It would be would be Nashville there on the 24th, so I'll, I'll definitely be there. Yeah, yeah we'll be there too. And then we have to go karaoke sometime, and you can, oh, you can listen to our voices. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you said yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I once again another another fun side gig. I I host karaoke from time to time. So, you re- do you really? Yeah, uh, I've not. Uh, I, yeah, I've I've been. Uh, I'm kind of a sub for a company here in Columbus called Blue Sky Entertainment. Um, so uh, I don't have like a regular show or anything right now. But uh, yeah, from time to time when people need a night off or whatever, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go and, uh, and and sub and host karaoke. How um how many side gigs do you have, Eric? Uh, I mean, like that's kind of how if you, if you know anything about musicians, it's kind of like yeah. everything, that's how it works. Like yeah. like everything is a side gig. You kind of have to piecemeal your your income together that way. Yeah. Well, um. So so yeah. Currently, currently three, I guess. Um. So three more than me. <laughs> you got anything else? Any no, questions? that's it. It was just nice to talk to you. It's so awesome to see. Oh you. yeah, good to see you guys again. Really appreciate. It. Do you want to sign off with our usual little ending? Uh, yeah. Oh, you like you needed to tell me that. I've I've been listening. I didn't want you to be like, oh shit. <laughs> Put me on the spot. All right. Well, have a great night and go crew. Go crew. Go crew.